Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel, along with Mike, getting together for our little discussion, just kind of casual, just uh, sitting back, relaxing. I got my feet up. Hope you do too, Mike. <laughs> I'm just kidding because actually if I had my feet up, uh, my monitors would probably fall down here on my computer. So, but I am relaxed, man. I just, uh, I, I had kind of a tension, not a headache, but just kind of a, just some tension in my head earlier. I gave myself a little head massage and things are cleared up. I'm ready to talk about the goodness of God. Now, a head massage, that sounds pretty good, Joel. Yeah. Uh, now, for some reason, when I give one to myself, it just doesn't feel as it's good not as somebody else doing it for me. Maybe it's you not. have a special way of doing it. I don't know. It's not the same, that's for sure. I know what you're talking about, but my wife, she was uh, she was cleaning up some things upstairs. Uh, I was down here, and my head was just, it was just tight. You know, And you know how your head just gets tight? No real stress or anything going on, but just... I just needed to relax a little bit. So, anyway, well, got that out of the way. I'll tell you, I, I didn't feel that a little bit ago, but all of a sudden I feel the need for a head massage right now. It really does sound good. I, You know, you wonder if somebody like King Solomon, you can't imagine how this guy must have lived. But I'll bet he had a head massage every day. He probably did. <laughs> not not one by the given by himself either. That's right. He probably didn't have any problems getting head massages. <laughs> The, some of the benefits of being the king yeah. and having 300 wives. <laughs> well, right, and, and all that money would cause a lot of tension, too, you know, a lot of stress. Uh-huh, yeah, well, I'm sure. It's not easy being the wisest person in the world. No, I, mean, I, you, I mean, you come close, I know. That's probably that's probably why you're getting a tension headache, just as we're talking here. You're trying to get some of that wisdom out of you. I've been trying to get some out for a long time, and <laughs> I think the the turnip is getting dry here. <laughs> you know, I got a feeling some people are if they don't if they haven't ever listened before, they're probably wondering what in the world am I tuned into Grace Walk Radio for? Listening to these two nuts, <laughs> but it's it's just part of you know it's just part of life. You know, it's fun to we love talking about grace, but we love goofing around too. Well, and if you are a first time listener, uh, we do like getting into the Bible looking through the scriptures, and pulling out some uh, encouraging things that will hopefully revolutionize your Christian life. But, you know, you can tune into a lot of religious broadcasts and and a lot of great programs here on Grace Walk Radio, too, and and, and hear uh, verse after verse and and a careful dissection of the scripture and and encouraging stuff. Um, Maybe today, Joel, what we'll do is, is just have a little conversation without... Well, maybe without, you know, just reading uh, a lot of scriptures and that sort of thing, because sometimes I think that uh, it's just fun, for me anyway, to, to just talk about God's goodness in our lives, um, the, the tremendous things that we probably take for granted so much. And I know many, many, if not, many a night, Joel, over the years, you and I have spent just talking with each other spontaneously with our coats on and our keys in our hand, getting ready to go out the door. And we'd stand there and we'd keep talking and talking and talking just about God and, and righteousness and, and the good news of the gospel. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's just life. There's so much life. Uh, you know, God has given us life, uh, an abundant life. And there's, 
you know, there's not a whole lot of talk about that these days. I mean, you got people talking about their problems, and it's good to, you know, talk about problems and get things out and to talk it over with friends. And you got, you know, problems in the world. I mean, this is a crazy, crazy world. All kinds of things going on. Um, but sometimes just it's in our hearts just to talk about God's goodness and, and, and to share the good news because there's a lot of good news as well. In fact, you know, Jesus Christ is the good news to us. The gospel message is that, you know, it wasn't our righteousness that God was interested in, but his very own that he gave us as a gift. It's good news. And uh, <laughs> to be able to sit here and just casually talk about that good news is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, you know how it is when you get around somebody uh, who has a like-minded faith. And for those who have come into a certain understanding and knowledge of, of the grace walk, as we call it, um, when, when you begin to learn more about that and the excitement of it just begins to permeate your life, and then you find a friend or somebody that you know who also is walking in, in that new enlightenment, if you will, uh, the, the, I'll tell you, <laughs> it's very exciting. In fact, you and I were doing lunch with somebody in the ministry last week, and um, even he has some knowledge of the Grace Walk, but um, being in the ministry, sometimes you get so caught up with your position in the ministry that sometimes it's easy to lose sight of some of the things that can be really important. That can be true for any of us. And, and my heart goes out to those who are in full-time ministry because sometimes you get so caught up with what's going on around you and, and doing the, the job that your ministry, uh, that, that you're involved with, um, that sometimes it, it's so easy to lose sight of some of the things that mean the most to you because you're so concerned with other things. And he was kind of saying uh, something along those lines and that he needs to get around, you know, more more people who have this this mentality of, of uh, identity and, and righteousness through the through the Grace Walk message and and you know I, I made the point Joel that sometimes you what you hang around is what you start thinking like mm-hmm. <laughs> if you hang around religious legalistic people you can't help but have your mind gravitate that way a little bit sometimes and so it's always good to get around people who have that like minded faith yeah that leaven it doesn't take much for you know just speaking in a figurative sense, it doesn't take much for that leaven to kind of work its way all the way in if you, if you're surrounded by that all the time. And if and even if even if you're a person who's not even necessarily walking in, in legalism, but you're busy with with life or with ministry or whatever, it's it's easy to lose sight of you know, to, to have so much attention on ministry and on what you're doing, all, all kinds of good things that you might be doing that God might even be doing through you. That you lose sight on the simplicity of the gospel, the, the simplicity of, of of God's love and of His grace, His mercy, and, and just soaking in it and just resting in it and, and talking about it, rather than being focused on, well, we need to do this, we need to do this, this needs to be done. I know that lifestyle because I've lived there and I've been there, and sometimes I'm still there, just trying to make sure that everything gets done the way it needs to get done. And you, and you lose sight of, of the the one who gave you life, the one whose life is in you, Jesus Christ. Ah, just to, just to even take a few minutes and, and just talk about it or, or, or soak up that, that love, just soak up you know, the simplicity of the gospel message. The, just the fact that he loves you not based upon anything that you're doing, 
or haven't done, that he loves you not because of any good or any bad in your life, but just because God is unconditional love. Uh, it's just it's just wonderful to talk about that and, and to relax in it. Yeah, you know, over the years, and I think even more as I've come to understand the gospel, Joel, we've said this before, but it seems like the more I begin to learn, the more I have learned here over the last five or ten years, especially under the mentality of grace and righteousness, the more I've learned, the less I feel like I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, because so many things that I, I was sort of firm on when it came to certain doctrines, uh, different passages of Scripture that I felt so confident in, there are so many things that I really don't know for sure. On the other side of the coin, there's a few things that I really do know for sure, <laughs> that I maybe didn't know at all before, concerning uh, certain aspects of God's Word and, and, and the truth of that Word. One thing that I really feel... Something that I get kind of sensitive about sometimes is how God gets blamed for a lot of the bad stuff that's going on in our lives or in the world in general. And God is is good, as we were just talking about. He He's not your enemy. He's not the cause of evil in the world today. He's not. He's He's not against you. He's for you. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on in this fallen world. It's, it's a world that hasn't been completely redeemed yet. There's still a lot of death and despair and destruction, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it we never even hear about. Some of it's even unspe unspeakable, unthinkable. And it's been going on uh, ever since the fall of man and seems to keep getting worse. God is not the cause of any of that. And whatever problems and difficulties you may be going through, God's not the cause of that. We do have an enemy, and we are living in a fallen world. Uh, but, but God is good. I mean, God is one who wants to give. God is one who wants to restore. He wants to bring healing. He wants to supply. Um, he wants to, you know, bring peace. And that, that's the God that we know. Uh, that the Bible talks about. And there are so many passages of Scripture, Joel, that get misunderstood. Now, there's a really popular song out there right now that you might hear on the radio or you might sing it in your church, and I'm probably going to get in trouble on this one, Joel. <laughs> okay, do it then. <laughs> uh, you know, Blessed be the name of the Lord. And there's a, there's a, uh, a part of the song where over and over we sing that the Lord gives and takes away. He gives... And he takes away. See, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that that is true. I, I believe God gives. I believe there's an enemy who takes away. I know that Job in the Bible made that statement. But did you know the Bible also says that Jesus had a demon? Now, of course, that's not a true statement. It was said by some religious folks, the Pharisees. They said, well, he casts out demons because he's the prince of them. Uh, and, and, of course, if you just took out that verse of scripture that said Jesus had a, had a demon and took it out of its context and applied it to anything that you felt like, that would be pretty misleading. Well, Job, by his own admission, said that he uttered things throughout the entire book of Job that he didn't fully understand. Mm -hmm. He said things that maybe weren't always right. 
And so we have to be careful sometimes. My point is you have to be careful sometimes about just taking a little clump of Scripture and building an entire doctrine around it. I just believe God is good, Joel. And it hurts me even sometimes for whether it's somebody who, who isn't a believer or some, who, who doesn't understand what God or who God is. And then there are those who are believers who are, um, I believe, well-meaning Christians who maybe haven't really understood just how good God really is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with just about a minute left here, I mean, just to, to focus on, uh, on on something you said, or at least to echo it, uh, a lot of the things that you see in the Old Testament, or even in the New Testament, things that people said aren't necessarily true. I mean, just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean that the person who was speaking it was true, like that example with Job. Just because Job said that didn't mean that that was truth, because there's so much uh, to understand about God. And God, in the end, kind of set Job on the right track. He's, you know, He said, you're saying things that you don't even understand. I'm God. I'm the one who understands all things, and, and so on and so forth. But the bottom line uh, is that God is the giver of life. You look at the you look at Jesus' examples in the things he said. He said, "I'm the vine; you are the branches." There's life in the vine. He said, "I come to give life. I come to give abundant life. If you abide in me, what you've got is life." And there's so many things in this world to contrast that with so many evil things, so many bad things going on. But if you want life, and if you want even if it's not going to be the the life that you would expect, it might not always turn out the way you want it to, but abiding in the vine, just trusting in the life of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. God came to give us life. And we'll talk more about God's goodness and the life that he gives us next time as we talk more about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 